Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. R.I.P. The Almum. The most... The, the best... Most beloved character in all of Cyberhedgehog. Developed character in cinematic history. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show. This show, of all shows... Because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. And what we do on this show, if it wasn't obvious already, is we look at upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible, therefore potentially spoiling it for you, the dear listener. That's right, because we're big fat jerks. We certainly are. And here we are this week. We're going to spoil the shit out of something. We're going to spoil Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, for everybody. Well, not the first movie. It's like the second or third Sonic the Hedgehog movie in existence. I know there was an animated movie or two in the past. Yes, but this one's a real life Sonic the Hedgehog movie. A real life successful Sonic the Hedgehog movie. With real people and a real Sonic. No, not the real, real Sonic, but real enough. Yeah. And it's not our Sonic. Not Hasht- our Sonic. Hashtag not my Sonic. Hashtag not my Sonic. We'll talk about that in a sec. But if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, I mean, we're here this week to see how well we've done predicting Sonic the Hedgehog in the past. But if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test as well, the unbearable weight of massive talent is supposed to be in cinemas today. Yep. Of all days. Uh, um, but there's still no trailer. There's still no trailer. There's no promotional material. There's not even a fucking poster for this thing. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that the movie will be released today. I reckon they'll just like, I bet you anything, they'll just come into the room, hands in the pockets, and everyone's like, where's your movie, Nicolas Cage? And he'll just be like, oh. He'll just take his, like, show his pockets are empty and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. The movie was in your mind the entire time. Oh, man. It's probably going to be a better movie in our minds. Our predictions are probably going to be better, more exciting movies than the actual movie will be. I'm looking forward to that movie. Oh, so, me too. Who isn't? And a lot of people... People I talk to are so it kind of like come on, give the audience what they want. My guess is like they don't have a lot of faith in it. My guess is that it might not be that great, so they're just really going to hope that it shoots under the radar. Yeah, because maybe it was a great idea in concept, but then in execution they were just like, "Hang on, this doesn't work." Kind of sounds like one of those ideas you have after a few drinks, and you're just like, "Yeah, a few doobies more likely." Yeah, yeah, we should do that. We should make a band, guys. That's a great idea. Let's quit our jobs and be and make a band. And it seems like such a good, clear idea at the time, and then. You know, days pass and you're like, maybe, yeah, maybe this exactly. wasn't a great or Maybe they idea. made a few songs and the songs didn't sound <laughs> that great. Who so, knows? Yeah, I think I might not quit my job for the for the band, guys. Yeah. But looking forward to it nonetheless. Hopefully it does come out. Hopefully it hasn't been delayed. Maybe they're just waiting for, uh, for it's gonna be <laughs> audiences. It's going to be a surprise release. Maybe it will. But we're here, not here to talk about that movie. We're here to talk about another movie that everyone was looking forward to. Sonic movie. Yes, Sonic the Hedgehog. We actually recorded our original episode all the way back in mid-August 2019. And as you know, the fans sort of revolted against the original design of Sonic in that movie. So they delayed the movie all the way till February 14th in 2020. So almost, what's that, like four months? Sorry, my maths is failing me here. But <laughs> I'll go with if you. you think about it, February 14, 2020, that's two weeks before COVID hit the Western world. I mean, yeah. it had already had been ravaging China and a lot of Asian countries at that point. But yeah. Uh, we really came into like massive lockdown and restrictions at the start of March. So February 14th, oh boy, they lucked out with that one. I mean, kind of. So it was of. one of the last major theatrical releases. I mean, I think Bloodshot was like the last major <laughs> theatrical release right as COVID hit. But yeah, this was like the last sort of successful major theatrical release. Before. And of course, Bloodshots are like lack of successes, obviously, due yeah. to the coronavirus. Yeah, they did say that. But yeah, I guess. They I guess- are making a sequel to Bloodshot, don't forget. God, don't, don't even talk to me about it. But yeah, they, uh, they I guess they kind of just got in just before everything went crazy. Imagine that. Lucky, lucky them. Now, of course, we should talk about the redesign. When we did our original episode, we had no idea what Sonic was going to look like in this movie. We still had that abomination of that blue, that beautiful man beautiful with the individual eyes and the teeth. Piece of art. Piece of something, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, the fans revolted, if you remember. Now- We should probably point out as well, we haven't said this already, if you haven't listened to our original prediction of Sonic the Hedgehog, please, pretty please listen to that episode before you continue any further with this one, because we're just going to reference that episode a whole lot. And if you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog yet already, and you really want to, please go and see that movie first as well, because we are about to spoil every single plot point in it. But I think it's also important to point out as well that this isn't necessarily a review of Sonic, so we're not going to go through the actual movie's plot beat by beat and explain what happened. We're only going to relate what happened in the movie to what we predicted. 
So you're going to probably be completely lost if you haven't seen the movie and don't have any context. And as well, if you haven't listened to our original episode. But in that original episode, we talked about the Sonic design that the fans hated so much. The movie came out, they completely redesigned him. They released some new trailers. We saw some new footage. And I think the fans were happy with the design overall. And I think the fans were happy with the movie overall because it made $319.7 million worldwide in the box office, which means it was the third highest grossing movie of 2019 that we've covered on this show. Wow. Can you believe that? Beat Charlie's Angels. Certainly beat Charlie's Angels because Charlie's Angels made $7.8 million in the box office. So it it didn't beat Charlie's Angels. It dragged it out into the streets so and beat the shit out of it. I guess pandering to your audience... Yep. Rolling over to yeah. a violent, aggressive fan base does yes. pay off. Yeah, exactly. If Charlie's Angels had just followed that <laughs> guideline, they would have probably done well in the box office. I think we're learning something here. Give the audience what they want. Don't push back. Don't go against the grain and you'll make money. Guaranteed. There you go. I think everyone should, could go home kept, now. Should have kept the original Sonic. But anyway. Yeah. Did they ever release like a special edition box set with both versions? I don't think they did. No. I think they completely excised that original Sonic from existence. I mean, you and I watched the movie together the other day. It was a couple of days ago now. Not that that really matters. But I'd completely forgotten what that original Sonic looked like. I was staring at the actual Sonic in the movie being like, what did he look like? And then I went back and I watched that original trailer for this episode. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I forgot how bad he looked. <laughs> Did you rewatch that trailer? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Probably should have because we're going to assess I ourselves. Didn't want to be upset by the changes oh, that were course. made. But yes, no, they they made it more, I guess, like the original Sonic. And yes. I thought the fan base would be angry nonetheless. But they, yeah, you're right. They seem to like this. They movie. lapped it up. They lapped it up. By the way, the other top movies of 20... Oh, sorry. I said 2019 before. It's actually 2020. Oh, okay. Don't forget that this movie came out in February 2020. But the other two top movies that we've covered from 2020 was Tenet and Bad Boys for Life. So Tenet was the highest grossing one. No, actually, sorry. Bad Boys for Life was the highest grossing one that we've covered. And really? then Tenet was behind that. Wow. That surprises me. I thought Tenet would be number one. Yeah, so did I. Certainly our most popular episode. No one gave a shit about our Bad Boys for Life episode, mainly because we just shat all over the original two movies. So, Sonic is inappropriate company then. Yeah, apparently so. So, I, another thing I just wanted to say, um, or something I might be announcing for a lot of listeners as well, that a sequel was officially announced last month. Really? So, mid-February, Sega Studios, Sega Productions, Sega Films, I suppose yeah. you'd say, has officially announced that there is going to be a Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Do that we is the title. 2? Sonic yeah, 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Not Sonic 2. That's stupid, buddy, do you? <laughs> Sonic the, the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Cool. At least it's not coming to America. <laughs> coming. coming to Mushroom Land. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog Tales. Oh, Sonic 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Funny joke, I've never heard that one before. What? Oh, you know how like the joke is like anytime there's a sequel, they they do like the Breaking 2 reference where Breaking 2 was Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, okay. And then everyone just says sequel, you know, insert movie here to Electric Boogaloo. Like it's never fucking been done before. It's one of my pet peeves. One of my many, many pet peeves. <laughs> along with apparently naked men wearing shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that's your, my, your deep that's phobia. That's my phobia. That. It's still a phobia and it's, it goes for women as well, I should point out. <laughs> Not just men because I don't just see me, naked men with uh, shoes on. <laughs> Yeah. Who are you seeing naked with just shoes on? Oh, it's it's just a thing. You see it around. You see it place to place. You go to the beach, you see men in Speedos wearing like sand shoes or whatever. But yeah, but they're not naked. It's close enough. It still freaks me out. Oh, really? Out. So that like borders, it borders your We have a brand you. of honey here called Capilano Honey. Mm -hmm. And on the picture, like the logo for Capilano Honey is a bee <laughs> that is naked wearing so, boots. And it still freaks me so, out. So, 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 so. It's not just people, but animals yeah, and cartoons. Absolutely. Especially, and cartoons. Especially cartoons. As long as they look a little bit like people, it still freaks me out. Right. Okay. Because that's a lot of cartoon characters have shoes. Yeah, exactly. Well, Donald Duck doesn't, so that's all no, right. No, Donald Duck's fine. Pants. <laughs> well, he wears shoes sometimes. What the fuck are we talking about? Anyway, back to Sonic. Let's talk about how well we did in predicting this plot, because I think we both did a pretty good job. I wouldn't say that we did an excellent job, but I think we did a pretty good job. Mandy D, um, you're looking doubtful. I don't know how well... Okay, well, we'll see. I guess. <laughs> you don't know how well you did? Is that what you're saying? Or you don't know how well we did? I, did, I don't know how well we did, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, well, that's really spoiling it for everybody. All right. But anyway, let's explain how our point system works for this. Because what we do is we really sort of treat it like a report card and we really break down and see who did. Is anyone still listening at this point? I feel like this is just an all over the place episode. But anyway, you're here. You're in for the long haul. Thanks for joining us this far. But anyway, so the way that our point system works, if you've ever listened to one of our actual spoilers episodes in the past, is we give points to essentially see who did best overall. 
And so how the points work is essentially if we got something dead on the money and we had no idea it was going to be in the movie, we award two points. So say that Matty D said that Sonic was going to be green in the movie. And surprise, (laughs) he was green in the movie. I did say that too. Yeah, you did. Then you get two points. If we said something that we saw in the trailer and we got the context of something right, so say that Sonic was going to be shot with a tranquilizer dart because Tom's wife is a vet and she happened to have a tranquilizer dart with her, that's a single point because, you know, we knew that that was going to happen. We just happened to get the context correct, so we we interpreted it correctly. And then on the flip side, if we saw something in the trailer and then we got the context completely wrong, that's only worth half a point. I know it sounds complicated, but it makes sense when we sort of break it down. And speaking of breaking it down, the first person who uh, gave a plot prediction in that original episode was Matty D. It was me! So we're going to see how well Matty D did, because I broke down everything he said and awarded points. Let's hear it. So let's see how well he did. So, the first thing that Matty D predicted is that we'd start with an opening shot of a planet, which fades into the Sonic logo and title. Don't think so. That didn't really happen. I gave you two half points for that because we actually open with a flash forward to the end of the movie in San Francisco. We see Sonic running around being chased by uh, Dr. Robotnik, Jim Carrey's character. And then we have a flashback. So the movie starts with both a flash forward and a flashback because then we flash back to Sonic's world where you see him running around and reenacting the video game a little bit. As a kid, right? We see his owl mum being shot and dying. (laughs) What a sad... Which We're going to have to talk about that. Which they never go into afterwards. No. no. <laughs> it was supposed to care that these owl mum died, even though she had one line of dialogue before she died. Were we supposed to care? Because he seems to get know. over it. Like, Should we really talk fast? about what happened with your housemate? <laughs> Yeah, my housemate cried in that scene. Yes. Not when we were there. He was watching the movie by himself. Let's just say a few substances were involved. And then see, he got so worked up in, he got so invested in the relationship, the one line relationship between Sonic and his owl mom, that when the owl mom got shot by presumably an echidna and died. Well, that was like a knuckle thing, right? Knuckles. Yeah, which species. he's an echidna. Ah, oh, okay. Get with the program, I, I don't know my Sonic stuff. I, I guess I did a little bit of research. But yeah, anyway, she was shot by an arrow, died pretty much instantly, not before sending Sonic off to Earth. But yeah, apparently he was so invested in this character that he just bawled his little eyes out. Well, he kept thinking... And he couldn't believe it watching the actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how, like, little it seemed to impact the movie. Yes. Or maybe Sonic is just grieving his whole life. He's just in shock. He just hasn't come to terms. He's running away from his problems. He's He's running running away away from his issues. He hasn't confronted the death of his mother figure, our mum. So, what you predicted there in seeing that was shot of the planet and then the Sonic the Hedgehog logo slash title. That didn't really happen. Totally going out on the Now, mind you, the movie does open with the Sega logo. And now, I just want to point out as well that when we were watching the movie together, the most animated that I got in the whole movie, the whole movie from start to finish was when we saw the Sega logo at the start... There was a shot of uh, Yakuza on the left-hand side, like you could see Kiyu from Yakuza, and I've recently been playing all the Yakuza games, so as soon as I saw Kiyu's face pop off on the left-hand side, I got so excited, I was like, oh, there's Yakuza on the left, oh my god! And I never got that excited through the whole movie, so I guess that's a little preview of how I fell overall. But yeah, I couldn't believe that watching it this there time. There you go, you got your, a Yakuza uh, cameo. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about a Yakuza movie in the future, so I'm looking really? forward to that very much, because believe it or not, Yakuza, behind Sonic, Yakuza is Sega's second biggest franchise, so of course they're going to be making a movie as well, and the reason that they are is because this movie did so well. Oh, so we're going to get some Sega, uh, Sega movies? Yeah, absolutely. That's Sega has really their cool. own production studio. They made this yeah. movie. They did Tekken, right? Did they do Tekken? No. Oh, I think this was their first, like, official Sega movie, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, so back to your plot. You said that Sonic walks around his makeshift home where we see his used sneakers, gloves, and iconic hair. Actually, I think you meant, like, we see his sneakers, he's, like his actual sneakers that he's wearing. Yeah, that's right. Then his gloves and his hair. Like, we're not supposed we don't to see be the seeing full Sonic. his face. We don't see the full glory that is Sonic. No, they're building to it. Now, I gave you a point for that because we sort of see that in the trailer. Also, we have seen Sonic in his full glory at this point as a fat, chubby child. You said that Sonic narrates to the audience during this opening. I gave you two points for that because there was no indication that that would happen whatsoever. Oh, he does narrate, doesn't he? Yep. He's like, you're probably wondering how I got here. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> who cares? You're Sonic. We know who you are. But yeah, so two points there. Because he's narrating when he's being chased by Dr. Eggman, Dr. Robotnik. But you say that in all of your plots. You're a huge fan of opening narrations and the main character talking. Gonna be right once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a clock. Just, just throw Stop it out clock. there until I'm right. You said that Sonic tells the audience that he's been on the planet for a while and he's struggling to find his way back to his home world. That's not really true, Matty D. You get half a point there because Sonic has been on Earth for a while. He's been there since he was a kid. 
but he doesn't want to go back to his home world. You see, he pulls out a map, and there's a picture of his home world in the middle of the map, and it's got a big X on it. <laughs> Never going back there. In fact, he's planning to go to a different world, a mushroom world, all throughout the movie. So he wants to go back to this mushroom, or he's going to go to this mushroom world. Yeah. But he doesn't want to because it looks boring and lonely. And he'll just have to eat mushrooms his whole life. Yeah, yeah not chili dogs. And he loves Earth. But he can go anywhere he wants. The rings can take him anywhere. He's just really uncreative, Matty D. <laughs> but then he's going to, like, Egypt, like, later on in the movie. That's so- on Earth. That's not... Oh, okay. It's not the same planet. But there are other Sorry, planets it is the same to. planet. Anyway, I just don't understand why he had to go to the mushroom planet. That was a plot it hole was just, that I didn't... No, it wasn't yet. a plot hole. They were setting up something that happens at the end of the movie. Uh, I guess so. You said that we'll see Sonic gear up and do some stretches on the highway. Now, that doesn't actually happen in the movie at all. That's something from the original trailer. Yeah. That doesn't feature in the movie at all. In fact, there's so much in that original trailer that doesn't happen in the movie. So, I'm surprised we got anything right at all. Yeah, he, he runs... A- so, in the trailer, he runs across the highway. Like, he runs... You see him gearing up. Yeah. You see, like, Gangster's Paradise in the background. But that never happens. No. In the movie, he's playing a game of baseball by himself. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's something they might have added in. Who knows? I mean, they they lie in trailers all the time. We shouldn't be surprised at this. You said that Sonic checks a map to see the location of his rings, which apparently we thought they were, like, scattered all over the world. They weren't in the actual movie. So you said that he looks at a map to see the location of these rings before announcing that he needs to go really fast to his next location. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Now, I gave you half a point for that, even though that doesn't happen at all in the movie. I gave you half a point because he does check a map at the start of the movie, as I just mentioned, to check the locations of worlds that he can travel to with his rings. That's probably as close as you're going to get to the actual thing. Mm. But yeah, there's no like map showing where his rings are because he has all these rings in a little bag. <laughs> Labeled rings very helpfully. <laughs> you said that Sonic speeds off, creating an electrical surge that causes a blackout. I gave you a point for that because it was very prominent in the trailer. Now, he actually causes an electrical surge when he becomes overwhelmed with emotions. So he's really upset about being alone while playing baseball by himself. So he runs around the pitch like a hundred times and then this causes a super surge because he's getting all emotional and crying. And that's what causes the blackouts. Mm. So, yeah, it isn't just every time it goes fast. So, in my head, I thought that the whole thing would would be Sonic is fast but can't control himself. But it turns out it's an emotional reaction that causes all this stuff. Yeah, I get more into that as I break down your plot a little bit more. But, yeah. I guess that's a, a like that's a fair assessment because that's the way that they presented it in the trailer. So I can't really bag you out for just presuming something they said in the trailer was true. <laughs> Next, you said that we'll cut to Tom, who is lazily sitting behind a desk in the police station, and we get that not much happens in his job. Now, I gave you a half a point there because we see him sitting lazily in a police car, in a patrol car, and we get the idea that not much happens in Green Hills because he's just trying to do, like, speed checks, but no one ever drives by on the highway, so, yeah. Talks to donuts all day. Yeah, apparently so. That's why they call him the Donut Lord. What a weird That was a joke that didn't land at all. (laughs) No. Donut Lord and Pretzel Lady. Ha 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 Yeah, it wasn't fucking funny. And they like, insisted on it. Is there a character in the Sonic universe called Donut Lord? No. Is that a thing? No, that's strictly the movie's territory, I suppose. <laughs> now, here we go. This is a good old Matty D rabbit hole here. You said that Tom's dad is the sheriff of Green Hills. <laughs> now, Tom is actually the sheriff. And we actually see this in the trailer because on his patrol car, we see clearly marked on the side sheriff in huge letters. I don't know why you missed that. Was he borrowing his dad's but car? But I said, I said he becomes the sheriff. Yeah, I suppose so. But so, there's no evidence that he has a dad who is a sheriff. In no, not movie. at all. I just completely... Just... I needed a character arc. Yeah, I, sp- I suppose the movie didn't. <laughs> no, no. You said that Tom and his father are investigating the blackout. Why? That's not really the purview of the police. I don't know. I guess because you thought that there had something like an accident had happened at the at the energy company. I don't know. I think I joked that someone tripped over a switch. <laughs> but yeah, again, still not the purview of the police. Unless there's something crazy going on. Unless, what you should have said is that they're protecting the town from looting. That would make more sense. <laughs> I don't think Green Hills is the type of town to, no. to be looting around. And speaking of, you said that we'll see them interacting with the townsfolk of Green Hills. Now, mind you, you didn't know the town was called Green Hills. That was something no. that I picked up from the trailer. But yeah, I'm, just for the sake of clarity. Uh, I gave you half a point for that assessment because we do see some brief interactions with the townsfolk. I think they speak to some people once. Yeah, never. They never really... There's like four characters in this movie and then like <laughs> side characters who have one scene. Who's in this town? <laughs> Other there's than crazy, crazy Carl. Crazy Carl. And that's about... Oh, oh the one resident. The, the Matty D police officer. Yes. Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, there's a police officer who looks remarkably like Matty D and acts remarkably like Matty D too. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that's just pretty much me and my day job. You said that Sergeant Bennington arrives and meets with Tom and his father, telling them that this is now a military issue, the blackout that is. 
You mean Major Bennington. You referred to him as Sergeant Bennington throughout your entire plot before I corrected you in my plot. Now, this doesn't happen at all. Major Bennington isn't a character, basically, no. in the movie. He's there for a scene and then He's disappears. He's there for a scene. What a waste. Yeah. And we thought he was going to be such an important character. Again, I shouldn't bag you out for this well, because- he was prominent in the trailer. Yeah, and he was prominent in the cast list too. And he's he's a known actor. Yeah. What the hell? Maybe he was his agent and his like, legal team were like, I don't want to be in this movie anymore. Yeah. So yeah, possibly. They took him out. You said that Tom's father tells Tom that he's retiring, meaning Tom will be the next sheriff of Green Hills. No, that doesn't happen at all. Tom is, as we said already, the sheriff already. Mm-hmm. You said that Tom returns home and tells his wife Anne. Her name is actually Maddie in the movie. Oh, really? Yep. Where'd I get Anne from? <laughs> Let me tell you. So you said that he'll uh, go home and speak to his wife Anne. Sorry, Maddie. I'll, I'll call her Maddie for the rest of your plot, yeah. just for sake of clarity. And tells her about his day. I gave you two points because that does actually happen. He does go home and talk to Maddie. Now, I went back and checked the Wikipedia article from 2019. It does refer to Maddie as Annie, incorrectly. Ah. Though you still got that wrong because it said her name clearly was Annie, yet you referred to her as Anne. <laughs> Hold a sec, hold a sec. They got the character's name wrong. That's right. Oh my God, wow. So we both called her, well, you called her Anne incorrectly, <laughs> and then I still incorrectly called her Annie, yeah. because that's what they said her name was. I mm. think even on IMDb, they called her Annie. But there was no evidence when they wrote down that her name was Annie. There was no evidence that her character's name was called Annie at all. They just made that up. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. No one said her name was Annie. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. the lengths that I go to for research on this show. Anyway, you said that Maddie, not Anne, is a vet and her apartment is full of animals. Well, give me some points here. I gave you two points. You're going to be happy because she definitely is a vet. You call that 100%. I did not. Boom. We'll get to that. And their apartment is animal free, aside from a pet dog. Yeah, so they don't have animals everywhere. It's just no. one one canine. Why would vets have a shitload of animals at home unless they work from home? It's COVID time. <laughs> they couldn't work from home. And I know for a fact that vets don't work from home. I guess I guess I'm thinking of like being John Malkovich or Doctor Doolittle. Or <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. He definitely takes his work home with him. You said that Tom tells Maddie that he's not sure about becoming the next sheriff, especially in a town like Green Hills where not much happens. I actually gave you half a point for that because as we said, he is the sheriff already. Though he doesn't want to work in Green Hills anymore because not much happens. He wants to go to San Francisco where presumably there's going to be more action. Yeah. So yeah, that's worth half a point. You're yeah. sort of on the right track. Yeah, he wants to prove himself. You said that the sergeant and the military are all hanging out, playing b-ball, <laughs> shooting some hoops outside of the school, and they detect a second electrical surge somewhere else. Now, this doesn't happen at all in the no. movie. You said that the military tracked the signal and sees Sonic as a blue streak and attempt to neutralize him. What, like, try and shoot him? Is that what's going on here? Yeah. I gave you it half darts. a point. I gave you half a point for that because the military does track down where Sonic lives and I have no idea how they found out where he lives. How did they know that? Uh, they're military. Oh, they just know everything. They, oh, looked wait, him up. they looked him up in the phone book. Wasn't Robotnik tracking his footprints? Yes, that's right. Was yeah. that how? Yeah, I guess so. They did say that he that he could analyse his footprints. But and work Robotnik out wasn't the one who found him. It was the military. I believe so. But the military was working for Robotnik at this point. Now, right. Makes sense enough, I guess. You said that Tom is sitting in his patrol car with a speedometer. <laughs> I think you mean a speed gun because every car has a speedometer. The speedometer is the meter that tells you how fast you're going in the car. I meant a speed gun. You meant a speed gun. A radar speed gun. I gave you a, a point. portable speedometer. Yes. I gave you a point because that was in the trailer. Uh, and I actually gave you a bonus point because you said, give me a bonus point if he is singing or talking to himself while in the patrol car. So I gave you yeah. a bonus point. Now, Matty, you're going to be sore here because I would have given you two fucking points if you didn't say, give me a bonus point. <laughs> if you just said, what? He, if he's singing or talking in his car, I would have given you two points. But you said, give me a bonus point if he's singing or talking. So you, you actually hurt yourself are there. Are you taking a point away from me? Are you? We have I'm giving you what you asked these, for, Matty We D. have these foundations of our point system that you're completely... Completely rejecting. Bonus points are always single points. You specifically asked to give you a bonus point, and so I'm doing exactly what you asked fine, for. Fine, fine. I'll just accept the if fact that I was right. If you didn't fucking say that, <laughs> I'll never say you it would again. have got two points. You said that Sonic speeds past Tom's patrol car and Tom gives chase. Should I should have said you- with a turtle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I gave you a point for that because while he doesn't give chase, uh, you see Sonic speed past in the trailer. You said that Tom finds one of Sonic's quills, which gives off an electrical energy. Again, I gave you a point for this because it's in the trailer. And you said that this quill somehow, who knows how, leads Tom to a shack where Sonic is living. Is he just leaving a trail of quills (laughs) all the way to a shack? Yeah, I guess so. This doesn't happen at all. I mean, sure, he turns up in Tom's shed, but it's not the same as living in a shack. Mm. Tom tracking him down that way. Can't give you any points for that. 
You said that when Tom and Sonic meet, presumably in the shack, uh, Tom tranquilizes Sonic. I gave you a point because that's in the trailer again. See it in the trailer, yeah. And Tom takes Sonic to his wife, Maddie, to look over him because she's a vet. I gave you two points because that absolutely happens in the movie. Not in that order. I mean, I think he's injured at some point and he's knocked out and then he takes... Sonic, I think, all the way to San Francisco to Maddie to assess. So Sonic she's as a at she's at San Francisco at this stage with yeah, her that's sister right. in the actual movie, mm. but not in your movie. She's still in Green Hills, which makes more sense. Uh, it does. Like, make more why sense. Why does she go to San Francisco straight away? Because I think they're planning to move there because Tom got accepted. They uh. just hadn't got they just haven't got a house yet. Yeah. So he's still working in Green Hills because I don't think he told everyone that he was leaving yet. And then she was going there in preparation for him going okay. there and living with her sister. It doesn't make much sense. It was just a MacGuffin to get everyone in San Francisco for a showpiece. It was and very, to introduce the it sister was very character. very crowbarred in. Yeah, the useless sister character who's just tied up for the whole movie. Who hates Tom for no reason. Yeah, that's just her character. She just hates Tom. <laughs> hates Tom. You said that the sergeant, as in Major Bennington, talks to the government since they now have footage of Sonic. Again, this is not something that happens. And this escalates the situation further as the government are aware of Sonic's existence and know that he's an alien. Again, this is not something that happens. Uh, uh, isn't it? Because isn't, like, isn't there like a, a boardroom meeting where they talk about... There's a boardroom meeting about the blackout because they think the blackout is like a terrorist attack mm. or another country doing some sort of attack on America. So that's why they're investigating it. They don't know it's related to Sonic. They don't think it's related to aliens. So, yeah, that's why that's happening. Not even a half a point there? For what? <laughs> what you said is they're aware of Sonic's existence and know he's an alien. Where does that happen in the movie? Fine. <laughs> does Fine. it happen in the movie? Fine. But here you go. You say the government calls in Dr. Robotnik, which in your words is where the movie will pick up. It's okay, absolutely was, the truth. I was right on that. I gave you a point for that because this is really obvious in the trailer. Now, I should really take a point away from you or at least half a point because... Why are you introducing Dr. Robotnik so late into the movie? You're like saying he's going to come in halfway through the movie. <laughs> Clearly the best character in the whole thing. Behind the sister, of course. And his assistant. You said that Sonic and Tom hang out, and Sonic tells Tom that the only way he can get back to his world is by collecting up all of his rings. I gave you half a point for that because Sonic needs to leave Earth, and his bag of rings was teleported to the roof of the Transamerica Pyramid in San Francisco through very <laughs> elaborate circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> they did that like he looked at a shirt and somehow that yeah why is Tom wearing a shirt that says San Francisco he's so excited he's to go to San Francisco mood. that's he's how he's gonna tell shirt. his colleagues he's gonna wear the shirt Be like hey, guys. guess where I'm going <laughs> <laughs> the reveal like a, like a gender reveal party but anyway so because Tom is wearing a shirt that says San Francisco yeah. when Sonic is tranquilized by Tom he sees the shirt and goes, San Francisco. And then one of his rings opens up and teleports his other bag of rings to San Francisco. <laughs> on the top of the tower. It's like, oh no. Yeah, on top of the uh, Transamerica Pyramid. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Very elaborate circumstances there. Very convenient circumstances. Again, just to get them to San Francisco for no real reason. Anyway, we're not here to talk about this sort of stuff. I mean, we are, but who cares? Let's get back to your plot because you had a fucking long plot. Now, you said that Sonic explains that the reason he ended up on Earth is because while he was traveling at full speed, he has no control, which somehow caused him to tumble down from Earth. Does that mean he was flying through space? Look, don't, don't think about it too much. Okay. Don't think about it too much. Maybe it was like... Don't think about your plot. Maybe it was a flat Earth, a flat planet uh, that he was part me? of, and then he ran off the edge and then <laughs> fell Right, tumbled, <laughs> tumbled to Earth. My guess is you didn't Somehow. put a lot of thought into how he got there. Not at all. You said that the next stage in the movie will be a road trip. That's 100% correct. That's a point there, because obviously it was in the trailer we saw that they were going to go on a road trip. You said that Dr. Robotnik comes up with various inventions to try and stop Sonic, and he's obsessed with capturing Sonic, and Sonic defeats him every time. Gave you a point because obviously it's in the trailer, yeah. that's the plot of the any Sonic the Hedgehog game, and it is in the trailer. You said that one fight scene will take place on a highway. Point there. You said that one fight scene will take place in a residential suburban suburb. You could have just said the suburbs. Uh, I gave you half a point because there is a fight in Tom's house, but it's kind of like a rural property, so it doesn't really count as doesn't a suburb. doesn't spill out into the town. Well, it does eventually. And you said that one fight scene takes place in an office building. I gave you a point because I guess the Transamerica building is technically an office building. It isn't anything else. That's a very big technicality that yeah. I wouldn't, I didn't deserve a point for. And they fight on the roof, so it's close enough to fighting in an office building. Now, this is actually a point of contention here. You may have an issue with this, uh -huh. but you said that Maddie is with Sonic and Tom the whole time. But I sort of questioned you about it because I was like, hang on, how come she wasn't there in most of the footage? And then you changed your mind on the spot. <laughs> 
and said that Tom will take Sonic to Maddie later on. Uh-huh. But I didn't give you any points for that because, first of all, I helped you out there. And this also contradicts what you said earlier on that you already said that Tom had taken Sonic to Maddie yeah. earlier in the movie. And now he's suddenly saying, oh, no, no, he takes Sonic to Maddie later on in the movie. But yeah, so then your plot doesn't make any sense if you break it down. Yeah. What I should have said is that, and uh, Maddie goes to her sister's house in San Francisco and just gets written off, uh, written out of the plot for the entire movie. Yeah, basically. She was very much a waste of time character too. They just really only cared about Tom and Sonic. It was very streamlined, and this Rob, movie. And, and Robotnik. Yeah, and of, of course Robotnik. Well, his dentist calls him Rob. <laughs> you can call him Rob. You said that at the Transamerica building, Sonic blows up one of Dr. Robotnik's machines, causing Robotnik to lose his hair and causing <laughs> his moustache to go frizzy. It was a guess. I went out on a limb. Well, I don't know if my guess was any better, but yeah, it was a good guess, I suppose, but that doesn't really happen in the movie. In the actual movie, Dr. Robotnik gets teleported to the Mushroom World, the Mushroom Kingdom, I suppose, and then shaves off his hair with a rock? Yeah, why? And then just presumably his mustache grew out really long. They just needed to make him look like Eggman. And they could have done that earlier in the movie. They why could didn't the rest that- of his beard grow out? <laughs> well, maybe he can only grow a mustache? He's rock shaving his head, so obviously oh, he's rock shaving his, yeah, maybe. his face as well. He just loves his mustache so, so much he so lets it grow out. Has he grown? Has he gone mad? Is that like he's, yes. he's becoming a hunter? Well, or? he already was mad. They already said that he was insane, so he's just become more insane, I suppose. Yeah, okay. But neither has predicted that that would happen, so I think it was important to point that out. You said that Tom and Maddie fall off the top of an office building and that Sonic uses one of his rings to teleport all three of them to a desert. <laughs> I gave you half a point because okay, he actually teleports Tom and Maddie to a barn in Green Hills. But who would have known that? Who would have guessed that? Yeah, who would have guessed that? You said that Tom, Sonic and Maddie spend a long time walking around the desert looking for the last ring. <laughs> Don't know where you got that from. Doesn't happen in the movie. I must be thinking of Men in Black. Yes, where that does happen. Yeah, maybe that was a subconscious thing. You said that Sonic will fight Dr. Robotnik in the desert. I gave you a point because we see that in the trailer. Now, this happens for about a minute of the overall movie, so I don't know why you dedicated so much time in your plot to this. And you said that Dr. Robotnik wants to use Sonic's rings to destroy the world through some convoluted reason of, like, lining them up. Once he lines them up, apparently they destroy a planet. Well, he's going to put one ring inside the other ring and cause a time rip. All right, therefore destroying himself in the process, presumably. Well, he's a mad scientist, okay, kid. fair enough. Maybe he'll hold the world for ransom. Speaking of, you said that Dr. Robotnik has a levitation device that shoots beams at Sonic. <laughs> God. Of course, that's from the game, but it doesn't happen in the movie. No. And he said that Dr. Robotnik tells Sonic that he'll never defeat him unless he gains control of his speed. Of course, that's an invention of the Matty D plot and doesn't happen in the movie. Nope. You said that Sonic concentrates and kicks Dr. Robotnik's ass. Now, I gave you half a point because he does become emotional after discovering that he has true friends and then becomes, we called it supersonic. I know that it isn't actually supersonic because supersonic turns yellow, <laughs> just like a super saiyan. That's the reference there. But yeah, he becomes like super electrically charged and then is able to destroy Dr. Robotnik's sort of ship. And I think he punches Dr. Robotnik as well. In a scene straight out of an X-Men movie. Yeah, absolutely. Now you said that Sonic destroys Dr. Robotnik's machine and beats him up. Exactly like I just said. Causing Dr. Robotnik to overact as he's being arrested. Oh, Jim Carrey overacting. I couldn't see that coming in a movie. (laughs) Now I gave you half a point for the overacting because there is plenty of overacting, but he doesn't really overact at this point. And And I gave you another half point for destroying his machine. So it's a point in total. Cool. You said that the military thanks Sonic for stopping Dr. Robotnik. Now, I gave you half a point here as well because the military does thank Tom for not going public on his information with Sonic and the battles with Dr. Robotnik. And he thanks him by giving him an Olive Garden gift card. A little little product placement. Yeah, this movie was full of oh my product God. placement. Wasn't I think that's it? how they paid for the whole, <laughs> the whole movie. And then you said that Sonic uses the rings to return to his home world. Nope. Nope, that does not happen. You said that Tom and Maddie. Sorry, you were about to say something? I was just going to say a much more beautiful, emotional ending happened. Yes. Which I actually liked better. Oh, here we go. Should we talk about it? Talk about what? Uh, the ending? The, the fact actual that, ending of the yeah, movie. Yeah, the actual ending. They actually end up living together. So Sonic doesn't want to go anywhere else. He decides to stay on Earth. He doesn't want to go to the Mushroom Kingdom. So he ends up moving into Tom and Maddie's basement. And <laughs> Maddie D shed a tear when we were watching the movie. Not- he felt so heartwarm. I thought it was beautiful. It's a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> I didn't see it coming where they're like, we've got your own room and they somehow, I don't know how. I lot- think this goes back to <laughs> what we were talking about two weeks ago. What's that? That you've seen so many shit movies for this show recently <laughs> that just any sort of glimmer of something nice or like decent appears and you suddenly take it on board. Yeah. What's yeah. going to happen when we watch an actual good movie for a change? I don't know. I'll be You're like, oh lose my your God. Shit. <laughs> oh, the next movie we're covering on actual spoilers is Jojo Rabbit, Matty D, so watch out. There we so go. If you, shed a tear, if you shed a tear at Sonic getting a, a bedroom, <laughs> what are you going to be over? You're going to like 
be over the moon during well, Jojo Rabbit. Well, I've seen Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, and I did cry all the way through that yeah, movie. Yeah, me too. But yeah, this, we'll get to that. This scene was a really beautiful scene, and they and the fact that he had a list, and one of the lists was like make a friend, and he crossed oh, it off. I was yes. like, <laughs> and I I watched He's it with a Kieran. special boy, Matty D. <laughs> Kieran looks at me and goes, Matty D, are you crying? <laughs> and then shamed me for having emotions. <laughs> that wasn't actually me. That was your housemate. <laughs> but I did still shame you. In all fairness. Right, so this is where your plot gets kind of strange, because you said that Tom and Maddie get promoted to a special alien investigation team. I said the men in black, and you're like, yeah, sure. And they're able to communicate with Sonic's planet? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, that doesn't happen in the movie. And then you said that Tom and Maddie are finally able to enjoy their honeymoon? Huh? What? Where did you get this from? They're a married couple that never had the chance to have the honeymoon. Okay. You just decided that this would be nice for the movie. So yeah. you wanted the movie to end with like a graphic sex scene where they're like, we you finally kept can saying that in the episode. The- what happens on honeymoons, Matty D? Um, I don't know. They go somewhere, they go somewhere tropical and be romantic together. They get to have yeah, exactly. a break. They get to enjoy each other's love. There exactly. you go. And how do you enjoy a newly married person's love? In a PG movie. You in just a PG like, movie? Well, fair enough. You know, have some cocktails on an island somewhere. And maybe have a kissy. Who knows? Yeah. And you said at this point- a No port- kissies in this movie. No. Because they've been married for years. They, they're completely aware. And even Sonic didn't get a kissy. That's for the sequel. <laughs> when Cream comes along. Wait, no. Cream's a child. When the his naked friend comes along. <laughs> See the first episode that we did for that reference. Anyway, so you said that a portal will open up and Sonic and Tails will appear out of the portal. I gave you two points because a portal does open up at the end of the movie. And Tails does jump out of the portal. Yay. There we go. You called it. You were the only one out of the two of us who called that. There we go. And then you thought that the movie would end with Dr. Robotnik escaping from prison using a spoon? No, that's a drill. Happen. Or a drill. You couldn't decide between which. I think you preferred the spoon. The spoon was cooler. But of course, that doesn't happen. No. Now, then you had a whole bunch of random predictions. You said also, that- him doing the Shawshank thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. So I did have a few little extra things that random I Random predictions. And I'm so glad you did these because you got so many things right by doing this. If you didn't do this, you wouldn't have anywhere near the amount of points that you had overall. You said that Dr. Robotnik is referred to, you said, behind his back as Dr. Eggman. Now, I gave you two points for that because Sonic does actually call him Dr. Eggman multiple times to his face. Not behind his back and not by like... I thought it was going to be the military guys, so not quite 100%. People who aren't actually in the movie. You said that we'll see someone playing the Sonic video game at an arcade. Now, that was a stupid prediction because that means that Sonic exists (laughs) and the whole Sonic franchise exists in the universe of the movie. They do that in video game movies all the time, though. Like, remember the Hitman movie? There was someone playing the Hitman game. Why would I watch that movie? That was a terrible movie, yeah, but that happens all the time. They do that. Right, okay. Well, I guess that's a fair assessment. I mean, we do see the Sonic game during the opening titles, but that doesn't count as seeing in the movie someone playing it. But that would be so strange. Yeah, it would be. It would would raise so many questions. Uh, You said that people will ask what Sonic is since he doesn't really look like a hedgehog. That doesn't really happen in the movie. Not really. Uh, Most people mistake him for a child for some reason. Even though he's got an adult's voice, everyone's just like, is that a child? I mean, they kind of discuss it when Maddie is looking at Sonic. Yeah. Other than that, not really. I don't think they ever really say that he is a hedgehog. Does he say he's a hedgehog to Tom when they're I in the I don't car? remember. If he does, I don't remember. I guess it doesn't really matter. He said that there'll be an action scene where Sonic is filmed from the side, making it look like the original side-scrolling video game. 300 style. I gave you two points for that because- Does that the, happen? In the opening sequence, we see that exactly. Really? We see Sonic in his world and a shot from the side. We see him like loop-de-looping around like a big arch. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it's all in there. Shit. Well done. Thanks. And you said that they will reference the redesign controversy. They'll say like, I swear he, he looked different. I swear his eyes were smaller. No, that doesn't happen no. at all. I think they're quick to sort of forget the whole controversy at all. That's being brushed under the rug. Absolutely. And finally, you said that Sonic will be written as a desperate and PG version <laughs> of Deadpool. <laughs> I gave you two points for that. Do you know why? Why? Because he was. He was very much a desperate and PG version of Deadpool. So much so that Tim Miller is producing the sequel. The director of Deadpool himself is coming to make the sequel. There you go, Matty D. Oh, wow. Well done. And that gives you a total of... How well do you think you did? I Look, to be honest with you, I was just happy I made it through that prediction because I was wanting to laugh all the way through how ridiculous the Sonic movie was and also what I was coming up with. But... Uh, I think I did well. I think I did well. Oh, did you? 40s, maybe? Oh, you got 37. 37. 
There ah, we well. go. Ah, well. And I think that was a fair effort yeah. since you weren't that close to the actual movie. No. You got quite a, a few things. I think you got the, the vibe of the movie, but you just didn't quite nail the landing. No. I wasn't too confident going in, so anything okay. is good. Anything is I'm good. super excited to hear how I did. Let's go for it. I don't it. actually remember what I said that <laughs> Oh, well. really? Let's discuss it. Okay. Because uh, watching it with you, you were like, yeah, I called a lot of things in this yeah, movie. We'll I was see. like, oh. We'll and I, at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Kieran did. And then re-listening to your plot, I was like, oh. <laughs> Poor chap. <laughs> All right. Let's go straight into it. So, first thing you say is pretty much what I say as well, is that we're going to be teased with the appearance of Sonic, but we don't get a clear look at him at the beginning of the movie. Right. As we've discussed, that does yeah. not happen. Uh, we, no. we get to see Baby Sonic. Yeah. Chubby Baby Sonic. Chubby Baby Sonic. And that traumatic opening scene that mm. never gets discussed again. Now, you say that Sonic lives in the woods, in present day that is, of the outskirts of Green Hills in Montana, which yep. is correct. That I, I, Does he live in the woods? Yes. Well, I gave you a point for it anyway. And he lives in a cave in a we tree stump. We clearly see that he lives in the woods. Which I give you two points for. You say that Sonic is from another planet or dimension and has been on Earth for a while. I give you a point for because that was in the promotional material and yep. in the trailer. So, in the opening, we discover that Sonic finds one of his missing gold rings, mm-hmm. and it gives him a speed boost. Right. So, in your plot, and I was a little confused as well. I think this is something from the video game. Yeah. In your plot, I guess we both didn't know what the rings were going to do. the way that they described the movie, of course, in the original promotional material, is that Sonic has to find his rings and yes. return to his home world, which wasn't accurate. No. But- uh, I think it even said to return to We presume world. that the rings would just be all around the planet like Dragon Balls, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, technically in the movie, he does have to find his rings. It's just a, a bag. bag. <laughs> it's a bag full of them. What lazy writing. You could yeah. have had them all over the place. Yeah. Draw out the movie. No. In, no the movie didn't need to be any longer, Matty D. In your, plot, in your plot, like you said that the rings will have a ability to teleport people, yep. but then also they give him a speed boost, which they right. don't really do. No. He's just naturally fast. But in the game, the rings give him a speed boost. I so believe so. Don't quote confusing. us on that. So, Sonic has one of his missing rings. He finds it. He must have been looking for it, I guess. And he has a speed boost that sends out a ripple of energy that causes a whole bunch of blackouts. Yep. I give you a point four because there are blackouts. That's something we see in the trailer. At the same time, we get to be introduced to our lead, Tom. Yay. Who you said is a big city cop who's moved out to the rural Green oh, Hills. That's a trope in my plots. I said the same thing in the little things. <laughs> uh, after separating from his wife. Now, oh, he's wow. not separated from his wife at all. Wow. Oh, man, I was fucking wrong with this plot. Oh, my. It's all coming back to me now. And he's not a big city cop. I think you were thinking Hot Fuzz. Yes. In fact, you actually say they're going to recycle jokes from Hot Fuzz in this well, plot. I, I mean, they kind of do. So, Tom is the new county sheriff. That That is true. He is. Yeah. Um, he's not new. And, well, no. He's been there for a while, I guess, but are giving you props because he's the sheriff. And you'll love this. His station is made up of largely incompetent comic relief policemen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, there we go. There is only one. There is only one, but he makes up enough of it to be... Yes. Well, I love this character, yeah, by the he's way. because he's the Matty D character. Yeah, I, have, I related to him so well. Uh, he was a joy. I love the bit where he uh, he's like, does anyone want to you know, erase my memory? And they're just like, nah. Yeah. They just all walk out yes. on him. I'm going to tell people about this. <laughs> all righty. So you get two points for that, by the way. Now, Sonic's energy ripples attract the attention of the US government, who believe it's a sign of an alien race coming to threaten it, threaten Earth. Now, I'll give you a point because the US government is becomes aware of it and they yep. you know, come in to- but they don't know what's causing To investigate. And you correctly identified the major as a major, Major yep. Bennington. Uh, he comes in with a division of military troops, along with the mad scientist, Dr. Ivo Robotnik, which I give you a point for because we see it in the trailer. Yep. But what I thought was really funny, and you said this very offhandedly when you said Major Bennington was going to be introduced, you said it's probably not going to be important to the plot. My yep. word, were you right? <laughs> yep, because yep, he never yep. appears again. Who would have thunk it? So you said that Dr. Robotnik is seen as the last possible choice by the government because he's unpredictable. He's insane. Yep. He's a little bit uh, high maintenance, I guess. Um, however, he's the person that has the technology available to fight off alien invaders. I give you a point for because there's that discussion in the trailer. You're kind of right. I guess they kind of like yeah. his genius more than his technology. But- yeah, that's right. You also said that Robotnik also has his loyal assistant, Agent Stone, who acts as somebody that uh, Robotnik can bark orders with. 
point because we see yep. it in the trailer. Yep. Playing it very safe here so far. Yeah, a lot of stuff from the trailer so far. And Major Bennett will be introduced as an imposing figure. Bennington. Be- who? Bennington. Major Bennington. Well, yeah. Major Bennington. That very pivotal yeah, character. Because we care so much about him. <laughs> he was in the movie so much. In your plot, he's a very imposing figure. He's very competent, but he just becomes a butt monkey for yeah. Robotnik. Not really. He does in one scene, kind of. But yeah. yeah. He could have been in the movie more. He disappears, he disappears. So, you say that uh, Tom has been getting reports about local disturbances, people thinking they're wild animals, breaking into people's homes, stealing chili dogs and sneakers, strange barbs places. Now, I give you half a point because Crazy Carl is saying that. No one else really is off memory. No, no, no. Only Crazy Carl seems to know about Sonic. I had a few beers at this point, so I'll rely on you to say, but I can't remember that that being a thing. He turns up, Crazy Carl turns up in the actual movie with a picture of Sonic. Oh, that was great. If anyone knows what Sonic is, that crude drawing of Sonic. (laughs) Which is actually funny because the next point you make is that uh, Tom gets a call from the town eccentric, Crazy Carl, who claims he's captured Sonic in his shed. Now, I'll give you half a point because he tries to capture Sonic, but doesn't. And I think I deserve props for actually mentioning that Crazy Carl was in the plot. Yes, you do deserve props for that because I didn't realize that was a character. Yeah. And also, Sonic also is captured in a shed, but it's not Crazy Carl who captures him. No. It's kind of a... Weird It's Tom Coincidence yeah. So Tom is being harassed By raccoons Early in the movie and So he thinks that raccoons Are rummaging around In his shed But it's actually Sonic So Tom doesn't believe Crazy Carl like Don't him. I get props For mentioning the chili dog Yeah That's something they do In the movie I gave you earlier props For that Okay cool oh, I don't think I did actually Yes you did call The chili dogs Well done There we go but he doesn't even like chili dogs in the movie. He's like, he has I, one. Yeah, I think I had a chili dog. He farts. Okay. He farts. <laughs> that's, 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 it was the result of the chili it's, dog. It's a setup for a fart joke. But in the cartoon, he's obsessed with chili dogs. So that's why I mentioned it in the yeah. first place. Which would have been better if they went in that direction. If he was like, oh my god, this chili dog was amazing. Yeah. But no, it's just like I think I had he's something obsessed called a chili with guac dog. in the actual movie. <laughs> Obsessed with Tom as well. Yeah. Oh boy. I swear they were going to have a sex scene in that hotel room. <laughs> I don't think it's that kind of movie. So, Tom comes into this shed. He tranquilizes uh, Sonic. We see this in the trailer one point. Tom takes Sonic back to his house to find out what exactly Sonic is. I give you two points because he does. At this point in the movie, Sonic is recovering from that tranquilizer dart and can't yep. run, but can walk. Yeah. Eh, eh, whatever. When Sonic awakens... We reveal his character to be sassy and smart-talking Tom and eats a lot of junk food. He'll also explain his backstory. Give well, you he eats nothing four. but junk food in the actual movie. Give you a point for because that kind of happens. Um, and you elaborate what his backstory is. Sonic came from another dimension. He traveled to Earth by accident but for the, from the use of his rings. I guess that's kind of right. Yeah. It's half a point there. Kinda You're kind of on the right track. He crashed to Earth and all of his rings are around US. Yeah. The, um, I said around the world or maybe the greater US yeah, area. Yeah, the greater US area. Well, technically they are. I mean, yeah, technicality, <laughs> Of yeah, all the are. places in the world, he could have had Egypt on his shirt and they could have gone to Egypt. But well, no, didn't they go to Egypt? They did. But yeah. yeah, I'm saying they could have gone anywhere. He could have had a picture of like Bora Bora on his <laughs> shirt and they could have ended up there in the bottom of the ocean. But no, they just happened to go to a very convenient location that yeah. they could drive to. Yeah. So essentially Sonic needs to get his rings again uh, to get the power boost back. So in, in your plot, it's like his power mixed with the rings... Uh, means he gets a power boost that can take him to his planet. Yeah. Uh, so he needs to go around the world to find these rings. I give you a few half points for or that. Or in the US. Mm, yeah. Or in the US, which turns out to be the case. All of a sudden, Dr. Robotnik attacks uh, them both with his fleet of drones without warning in Tom's house. Give you a point for that. Yep. Sonic uses his super speed to dodge the bullets and escape unharmed. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's two points for that you because he does in the do movie, that. Yeah. Uh, and also, this scene <laughs> is such a ripoff. Oh, yeah, there's a bar fight scene in the movie. And in fact, there's a scene later on on top of the Transamerica Pyramid where he's like playing drums on the yeah. missiles. But there's a bar fight in the movie that is an identical ripoff of the Quicksilver scene from Days of Future Past, yeah. the X Men movie. Yeah. I could not believe it. I'd forgotten all about it re watching the movie. But yeah, when it came up, I was like, oh my God. They even put a song in the background. Yep. Oh, man. And they do it twice. It's shameless. They do it twice. So through this, Sonic and Tom are able to escape and they escape on Tom's four-wheel drive. And that's two points for you there because that does happen. Uh, So Dr. Robotnik and Stone are looking through Tom's house. He finds one of Sonic's blue barbs and the super genius (laughs) puts it in his mouth. Yeah, that Uh, happens. 
It does happen. It does happen. But it's just such a ridiculous thing. I love in the actual movie that he puts it in his mouth. He's shocked by it, and then uh, he turns to Stone and offers it to Stone to put the Stone to put it in his mouth. Yeah, that was a great joke. So he realizes the barb sort of creates electricity, and he wants to kind of capture Sonic himself to kind of harness this energy for his own technology. Yep. To give you two sets of two points there. There we go. Because he does actually start using Sonic's barb to power. That's right. Airship. So, with Sonic's barb, he finds that his machines can travel as fast as Sonic can. Mm, which is true. And I remember in the trailer, you said this in, in your prediction. You said that Dr. Robotnik's airship will change color. It'll be blue rather than red. Like, the power oh, will I be don't blue. I that. And that's because the barb is generating it. It didn't seem to happen in the movie. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't remember making this point that? at all. No, I don't remember saying Maybe that Maybe you at said all. it off air because I recall I you saying that. In any case, it was right what you said. They, okay. He does end up powering his uh, machines with that. So Robotnik is also able to retrieve one of Sonic's rings. Okay, kind of like in your plot, yeah. Mm, so he has one of them. He has the MacGuffin. Uh, and with this, combined with the with its teleportation to with the barb, abilities, yeah, yeah uh, he's able to do stuff with his airships. Uh, that is That can travel almost as fast as Sonic itself. Two points there is what go. you get for that. I was that. pretty much on the money there, except yeah. for the whole ring thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You're you're on the. Also, you also said that Sonic can't maintain his speed. That's going to be a flaw in his character, which doesn't really right, happen. No. But doesn't seem to be any limitation to his speed. He at has all. no flaw at all, other no. than his own emotions. But that yeah. is a powerful thing. And the fact anyway. that he's an idiot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know any directions. He can't navigate his way around. Well, uh, that doesn't make you an idiot. No. Still. No. Well, that's the only limitation he has. Tom decides to take Sonic to his ex-wife, <laughs> Anne. Uh, Annie. Annie. Yeah. Maddie in the actual movie. Maddie, his ex-wife, who lives in San Francisco and is an astrophysicist. Wow. <laughs> Couldn't be any further from the truth there. So they're like, you know what? We'll take him to uh, my ex-wife because <laughs> she'll be able to help you travel back to your home world in space because you're an astrophysicist. But it'll all be a ploy so that they can reunite, as in Tom and Maddie can reunite, fall back in love. Yep, yep, yep. Well, they're already in love anyway, but yeah. I guess... The- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no- Again, this is just like a go... To- we talked about this last week. This is one of my go-to <laughs> plot devices. If there's a wife in the movie, it's always an ex-wife. But there's no real storyline between these two. They're not like... They haven't had a fight. They haven't no. had a falling out. They're just like together. They're just a standard generic couple. Yeah. There's no real storyline here at all. He could have been single and it wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah. I think the whole reason I predicted that in the first place is just because they aren't together in the in the trailer. Like, I would have... Yeah. I mean, in the actual she movie, I would have just assumed that the reason that they're not together throughout the movie is because they're separated. Mm. So, they're going to drive to San Francisco, which they are. Tom and Sonic are being attacked by Dr. Robotnik and his machines, as the trailer indicates. It's a point there. And they all always escape using Sonic's powers of being really yep. fast. They'll arrive, Tom and Sonic, that is, in San Francisco. They'll meet up with Maddie, and they'll have a scene where they're bicker, Tom and Maddie bicker. She'll freak out about the appearance of Sonic, like the rest of the world, apparently. Yes. Uh, but become fascinated with Sonic on a scientific level, and she does. Sonic will give Tom romantic advice as well to save their relationship, which doesn't happen. I'll give you a half a point and a point for those predictions there. Sonic is able to collect more of his rings, but doesn't have the one that Robotnik has. What are we leading to here? Mm. So Annie thinks that what they can do is they can go to the tallest building in San Francisco, and that'll give... Sonic enough of a enough distance to create a speed in which he can go through one of the rings yeah. and take him back to his homeworld. I'm glad you interpreted it that way. <laughs> I probably didn't, but still. Not not quite. I mean, that whole scene in the trailer is incidental, but what you did get right is when this happens, Dr. Robotnik attacks them with their fleet of drones, which I give you a point for. We see this in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. So during the battle, uh, Tom and Maddie are being get knocked off the edge of a building by yep. Sonic, but you were right. Yeah. And Sonic manages to save them using his teleportation rings to yep. teleport them back to <gasps> Green Hills, yep. Montana, <gasps> in a barn. Yep, 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 yep. Two points. Yeah. Congratulations. That was the best prediction you yes, made. Yes, I know. I can't, believe, oh, I can't believe my best prediction was, oh, they land in a barn. <laughs> well done, Kieran. So Sonic and Robotnik... Mind you, ha- I just want to point out as well, that when we watched the movie, when that happened in the movie, I was like <laughs> gloating so hard, like it was the best fucking thing I'd ever done in my life. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... So there'll be a chase scene with Sonic and Robotnik through this portion of the movie. They'll go around the globe, which they do. Robotnik's uh, machines are powered by uh, Sonic's powers. We, yep. we know this already. Sonic can't work out a way to beat Robotnik because they're just as fast as each other. 
So what Sonic will do because he can't defeat Robotnik is he's going to combine his rings with Robotnik's RoboJet and use the full power to transport himself and Robotnik oh, back okay. to his homeworld. I get what you're saying and what I was saying originally there. Mm. Okay, cool. So yep. he was going to, basically, I imagine he was going to toss like his rings into Robotnik's ring that he has on the ship. And then when they do that, they, they're instantly transported away to presumably Sonic's okay. homeworld. So I thought... He was using doesn't make a lot of sense, but it, he was I, I using the ring the and the power of Robotnik's jet speed to yep. go to the other world. That's right. So Sonic and Robotnik are teleported to Sonic's world. So I give you two points because they they did have the chase around the globe. I give you half a point because they send Robotnik to the other world, but yep, not Sonic. Not Sonic's world, but they send Robotnik to the Mushroom Kingdom, as we call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to do a Mario cameo, yeah. which they will build for crossing the universes, no, that's guys. Not going to happen. Uh, Robotnik will go even crazier and he'll be overacting. I mean, he does go crazier. He doesn't really overact as much as he does throughout the whole movie. No. Upon discovering he's well, now- you're saying that him going and pretending to be a robot at the end of the movie isn't overacting? Like, no, he's overacting through the whole movie, oh, yeah, though, true. not just at this it's, one It's point. one base level the whole time <laughs> of overacting. So I give you a point for- I give you half a point for that. And we learn that he is wearing a wig the whole time. Okay, that would have been fun. <laughs> so he throws the wig off and he re- re- reveal he's bald and his mushroom grows out, you know, or bushy and whatnot. <laughs> his mushroom. Oh, sorry, his mustache goes out. <laughs> okay. His fly opens up and a mushroom bursts out. Okay. <laughs> Just get it because there he's in the mushroom world. Yeah, okay. Uh, his mustache grows yeah. uh, all bushy. So, back on Earth, we jump forward a few years and we see that Tom and Maddie got back together. Everything is great. They're looking up at the stars, wondering what happened to Sonic. And we cut to Sonic and his planet. Sonic is together with uh, characters Tails, Cream and Knuckles, or the Sonic gang. Yep. And Dr. Robotnik is trying to capture them with his arsenal of robots in their world and doing a lot of zany things, but in a non-threatening way. Half a point. Okay. Because... What? I don't get a, a a points, bonus points like you did for mentioning that Tails was going to be in the movie? Yeah, no. I give you a point for, for Tails being in the movie because that's true. But... And, and Robotnik... Only a point? Uh, oh, yeah. I guess I guess it's two points worthy, right? Because... There was no indication, was no indication that, that Tails that was going to be in the movie. But none of the other characters no, <laughs> were in No, of course it. not. They'll be in the sequel. Uh, yeah, so... And then, and then we end with with that, I guess, where the cartoon takes off, where Robotnik is just trying to capture Sonic in this mushroom world. Yeah, that was. Yeah, there we go. That was your plot. Wow. I remember watching it with you. I think you thought you did a lot better. Yeah, than so did, did I. Because you were very smug. You're like, Manny D, do you remember you said this? <laughs> Not like my plot. And I was with like, the astrophysicist. <laughs> and I was like, man, Kieran must have done really well. Uh. And then I listened to your uh, your prediction. I was like, oof. Yeah, so I you- tell you what, I think I did about as well as you did, to be honest. So we're, we're actually not, close. If we're not neck and neck, I'm going to be very disappointed. We're actually close. Yeah, you got 33 and a half. Oh, um, and I drew a little picture of uh, Sad Sonic for you, <laughs> just to indicate how- <laughs> not your best work, I Kieran. Did, yeah, okay. No, I was going to say work. we were close. I think that's fair because I mean, I you were actually closer to the actual movie in all fairness than I was. I had a lot of rogue elements in there. So yeah, I think we were close on the vibe as I already said. We were both sort of like on the right track, but then we were not quite there at the end. We both didn't nail the landing as I said no. you didn't with your plot. I definitely didn't with my <laughs> plot. So yeah, I think I'm completely happy with that. It was neither one of our best plots, uh, personally speaking anyway, but uh yeah, I think you were definitely closer at the end of the day. I guess I just forgot. <laughs> I guess because I saw the movie already in cinemas, yeah. I was mixing up what actually happened with the movie with what I said. So, yeah, yeah I guess that explains that. <laughs> yeah, that happens though. You watch the movie and you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty much what I thought. Then you listen to back what yeah. you said. And you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck was I talking yeah, about? exactly. Oh, that's always the danger with this show, isn't it? And this is why we have these revisited yeah, episodes. Because in our heads, we could think, oh, we, we nail every movie. And I think this is just evidence that we don't. Nope. But what did we think of the movie overall? This is something that we've sort of has happened naturally over the course of actual spoilers where we just break down the movies, or, you know, and what our thoughts are. We originally decided that we weren't going to do this, but we just thought, what the fuck? We might as well say what we thought. Uh, do you mind if I just sort of break yeah, it down first? Yeah, absolutely. Go you for usually it. go first with these things. Again, quite like Charlie's Angels, I thought this was just a passable movie. I yeah. thought it was fine. It, I thought it was better than Charlie's Angels, to be honest, if we're just going to compare it to the last movie that we is talked Charlie's about. Is Charlie's Angels just becoming our scale of yeah. what is good and So, what's Charlie's not. Angels is perfectly mediocre. I wouldn't recommend it to people because it's just like, eh, see it if you really want, but it's not going to change your life. And Sonic is one of those movies. I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for this show. 
I, it's not something I care about. It's not a franchise I care about. And watching it, it you know, I was just like, oh yeah, that killed an hour and a half. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's entertaining enough. If you like Sonic, I'm sure you'll like the movie. But yeah, I just thought it was just like, yeah, generic movie, past the time. Not something I'm going to jump up and scream and shout about. And so that's my thoughts on this movie. I want to hear your cool. thoughts, Matty D, because I, I think I know. loved it. Oh, here we I go. I loved it. Um, I just want to tell everyone straight away that <laughs> at the end of the movie, Matty D proclaimed when we were watching it, he proclaimed, this is Charlie's Angels level good. <laughs> and I think that says everything about Matty D's thoughts, not only on this movie, but just in movies in general. Let me tell you something. Charlie's Angels was so meh and mediocre <laughs> that saying that this movie is Charlie's Angels level good is an apt high watermark for Matty D's thoughts on admittedly, movies. Admittedly, I said that just to get a reaction out of you, which I'm glad it did. But... Yes, I love this movie. As you know, I am a Sonic fan now from this trailer, from the original Sonic. I was on board for this movie. I was pumped for it. I had so much fun watching it, I right. gotta say. Is it a perfect movie? No. Is there plot holes? Is there a lot of characters doing nothing? Yes. But this just goes back to what I've said time and time again, is we've watched so many shit movies recently for this show that once you get one that isn't shit, you're like, I love it. It's a great movie. It was an emotional. And so once we watch actual decent movies, you're going to be like, actually, Sonic the Hedgehog and Charlie's Angels <laughs> yeah. wasn't actually that good. Just you wait. It was an emotional roller coaster. I mean, we had the Our Mum stuff oh. at the start. We, we dipped a bedroom. Look, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, look. Do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Sonic wasn't as obnoxious as I thought he would be. He was actually no. quite likable. Well, he was pretty so, obnoxious. I wouldn't. So I give points for that because I actually ended up liking the character. But for no other reason, for no other reason, this movie was great because Jim Carrey got to be fucking Jim Carrey. Yeah. And well, that was a highlight. That was fantastic. I had but it's so not the much whole fun. Movie. I remember there was parts of this movie I was like, where's Jim Carrey? This, uh, this needs a little bit of Carrey to pick me up. I'm sick of this character development, quote unquote character development that's happening yeah. in a car. Get rid of Mark. And who's Mark? What was his name? Tom. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and you know, the, the police, uh, me. Yeah, the Matty D the character. The Matty D character. He was, he was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. I had like a I smile think, from again, ear to ear. I said the same thing Watching in our Charlie's movie. Angels actual spoilers. I think you're overselling this movie. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as you're claiming it to be. Look, this was a movie that everyone thought was going to suck. It came out, it didn't. Just because it didn't suck doesn't mean it's good, Matty D. <laughs> and the fan base liked it. So if the fan base likes it, then that's I think that's a success story. But I, yeah. <laughs> I really it's thought- It's actually the second highest grossing video game movie of all time. So that is a huge success yeah. in my eyes anyway. I think so, I think so. And we had a lot of fun watching it. I thought we were, yeah. you know, may- maybe unintentionally Not because so. because it sometimes, was a good movie though. Sometimes unintentionally so, but there was a lot of funny bits. A lot of fun to be had in this movie. So yeah. okay. one of the better movies I saw- So you'd recommend that everybody go- Goes out and sees this movie. Um, Every human on the nah, planet. Nah, not everybody, but most people. I think. Oh, so you like it. it less than Charlie's Angels? <laughs> wow. Okay, because you said that everyone on the planet should watch Charlie's Angels. Yeah, absolutely. And I certainly don't agree with you there. <laughs> I say, Sonic, I as I said, I think this movie was better than Charlie's Angels. I um, certainly had more fun watching it. I think. Out of all the movies we've seen for 2020, out of all the movies that have been released for 2020, this is definitely one of the best, better experiences I've had watching a movie. Uh, okay. I certainly don't agree with you there, Matty D. <laughs> wow. Okay. What right. a great movie. <laughs> or like I said, when we cover Jojo Rabbit in two weeks, you're just going to explode from emotion. <laughs> I can't believe this. Jeez. <laughs> what is going streak. on with this show? <laughs> Speeding by. I think we just, we've just learned we don't cover movies that are that good. Yeah. yeah. And so we're just going to latch onto the things that stand out. That's it. And it can just be anything. So if the movie is just watchable, if the movie just, we don't hate it, it's, it's apparently a brilliant movie that everyone should watch. You know how you have to have palate cleansers when you're like drinking wine? Yeah. I feel like that's our show. Like we watch like a Men in Black international. Yeah. And then we're like, our taste buds are just destroyed. So yes. that's when we eat like a, you know, Sonic movie. We like, have a glass of Coke. Mm, this is actually kind of nice. So basically what you're saying is like, McDonald's has really good hamburgers. You know what I mean? Like if I was just going to go out and get a hamburger right now, I'd go to McDonald's. Yes. And most of the time I'd agree with you, but I wouldn't say like McDonald's doesn't have the best hamburgers in the world. But still, if you know, if you just want a hamburger, but I would McDonald's. recommend most people to eat McDonald's. There you go. Not really. Don't do that. See, look, see now. Okay, so when it comes to food, I'm you not going to promote sense. McDonald's unless they pay me to on this show. Okay, so when it comes to fast food, you see sense, but when it comes to movies, you I'm just not going to promote McDonald's the unless sense. they pay me to. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's wrap up this show. But before we go, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting next week. We're going back to predict another movie, and this time, I hope you're ready to test your might, Matty D, because we're going to be talking about the upcoming 
Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> Manny D is about to explode. Oh, yes. And the trailer looks great. I can't I wait know. to talk about it. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. Wow. Join us for Mortal Kombat. So if you have any ideas of what's going to happen in Mortal Kombat, you can let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. That's right. Please tell us what you think is going to happen in Mortal Kombat, because I have no fucking idea. I don't know this franchise at all. I don't know any character. Really? Yeah, I know nothing about this franchise. I've never seen the original movie. Wow, okay, because I've played this game. I've never played one of the games, so I'm I'm like Sonic the Hedgehog. I knew nothing about Sonic, and I know nothing about Mortal Kombat. Look, I think we're learning I'm not a big video game guy. I play like one or two games, and that's it. I think I've said I played Yakuza for the first time recently. Unless it's Yakuza, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I do. I'm, I'm more of a movie guy than a video game guy. So, yeah, I'm going completely cold like Sub-Zero and uh, hey you know a little go. bit I watched the trailer already so <laughs> uh, yeah I think it'll be really crazy we're gonna have completely different plots for this one yep. yeah if the trailer looks good I'm excited to see the movie and I'm excited to talk about it next week yeah me too me too let us know if you're excited as well for Mortal Kombat yes but until I then I am. until then Sonic says give us five stars <laughs>